Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio, the show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are total domination by the Young Guns, recapping this year's The Match. Another USC QB is crowned as the Heisman winner, summing up a historic night. We are down to the final two teams competing for the FIFA World Cup trophy. Who will be this year's winner? Players going here and players going there. Look at who won and who lost during the early MLB free agency period. The college football regular season is a wrap, so on to college basketball. Previewing this week's biggest hoops games. With that, I give you our Chief Fire Fire Brigade, Rob Cow. Thanks, Colton. Good to be back here on a Wednesday night in Matt's basement live in the studio. Hey, uh, we're actually back to four sports fans this week. <laughs> yeah. Braden's yes, made another appearance. Welcome back, Braden. Yes, yeah. sir. Glad to be back. He's he's the big college boy now, so uh, you know, he ain't got time for us anymore. <laughs> he's on to the big time. <laughs> yeah. All right, no, it's great to have him back. So uh, like Colton said, uh, let's let's get started off with the match. Um, you know, we talked about it a little, previewed it a little bit there last week, and um, you know, obviously the odds makers were right. Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth were the favorites, and they won it pretty easy. Mm-hmm. It was still entertaining to watch. Right. Um, you know, they played under the lights um, down in uh, Bel Air, Florida, and um, you know they didn't have to go. They weren't scheduled to pay, play twelve holes, and they only only had to play ten because mm-hmm. of the. The young guns couldn't be caught there, but it was still fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, give me your guys' take on it. Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest question mark, you know, coming into it was, you know, what what condition or what health, you know, was was Tiger, you know, in this. And obviously, I think he looked pretty good. I mean, obviously, they, only, they didn't even play 12 holes. They only played 10 holes. You know, he looked as good as he could for playing 10 holes and also, mm-hmm. you know, having the ability to ride, you know, ride in a golf cart. So, I think he's obviously still got, you know, some ways to go or, you know, that's a whole different ball game when you're playing 18 holes for, for, you know, four consecutive days or, you know, whatever, um, you know, walking, walking on his feet and, you know, that lower back and, you know, whatnot. But I mean, there were, there were several times, you know, with his driver, he was, you know, as far as club head speed or, you know, ball speed, he was right up there with, with the young guys. So I, I think it's, it's, it's getting there. I mean, obviously, yeah, I think he still has a lot, you know, road to recovery, if you will, but, uh, you know, I think there were there were flashes of, of you know what we've seen from Tiger over over the years, but uh, mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day, ultimately you know the, the the tandem, the duo of you know Justin Thomas and, and Jordan Spieth, man, they they just I mean they looked dominant from they from really the beginning. Did. I mean they, really they birdied seven out of the ten holes. I mean that, that's you know that's tough to beat. So they 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 looked in in sync and you know were able to pick each other up. You know when one had a bad shot, the other one you know was able to complement it. So it, it definitely you know they they. They are a pairing to, to be reckoned with. So if there was any kind of, you know, competition in golf where you had to pick, you know, two guys that, you know, were going to win you, you know, 18 holes or, you know, whatever, I think those are the two guys you, you probably want to pick. So Yeah, I, th- I think, uh, you know, Woods definitely looked a little, a little rusty coming into this thing. I mean, he hasn't golfed professionally yeah. in, in quite a while. Right. He actually six, just had to skip. Six, seven months. So. Yeah, he just skipped his own tournament for right. having that plantar fasciitis in his foot. Mm-hmm. So right. not only does he have the back problems and the, the knee problems and, you know, foot issues too. So, right. you know, for, for a guy who hasn't really played professionally, he, he held his own. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you knew you knew those young guns teamed up were probably going to have the edge here. And right. it, it showed. Mm-hmm. It made for a fun night. And, you know, neat to see golf under the lights. That's something right. you, you know, yeah, that we haven't seen cool. too often. So yeah. that was pretty Pretty neat experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. To go along with that, you know, anytime Woods is in the lineup, it's always going to be a must watch TV. Sure. And I'm right. sure it's great for the ratings, but it just goes to show he's not the young buck he used to be <laughs> yeah, back in the day. Right. And it's just, yeah. you just, you got to appreciate he it while he's still what, around. Was that whole, they won whole seven. That's yeah. The closest one. to where uh, Tiger also had closest to the pin there. Yeah. So, yeah. A beautiful tee shot. So, yeah. I mean, he still, like Colt says, you know, showed flashes of brilliance, but, yeah. you know, they started off and they both, um, both teams um, uh, birdied at number one, and then after that, it was, it was kind of three all straight wins for the for JT and Jordan Spieth there, you know. So and that really set the tone. Rory and Tiger found themselves down 3-0, and then they did come back and win win seven, yep. one hole number seven to get you know to within um, within two, two strokes, away, right. and then uh, you know, and then when they tied on number ten, they they couldn't make up the difference, but because right. um, <clears throat> they turned around and lost they, the hole that the, or the stroke they picked up on seven they turned around and lost it on number eight so. right right yeah no but uh there was one thing I, I i saw that i i didn't know when we you know did the preview for it you know last week um but hole number four 
they actually did a, a challenge where it was a one club challenge. So they had to use that one club for oh, every okay. every shot. Um, and actually, Justin Thomas was the one that that won that hole. I think it was a I think it was a par five, I believe. And so he he used his five wood the entire. You know, you even had to use it to putt, and, and, and he birdied it. Yeah, he went, yeah, wild. he wound up. You I know, mean, how how talented is that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, use use one club, and it was a five wood. That, you know, the entire tub. So I thought that was kind of a a, a unique thing, and I'm not sure. Maybe they have done it in the past. I, I just ha- don't I remember think they, it. I think I do remember them doing that before. But, but uh, uh, yeah, always something, you know, just kind of unique or, you right. know, something interesting to see, you know, how that how that plays out, you know, using the, the same club for, for every shot or, you know, every opportunity, you know, especially to, to putt, and, you know, just, just gives a little bit of, uh, yeah, yeah, something fun, fun, to, you know. But yeah. there was, you know, looking at them, and there was quite a few people that were, you know, in, in attendance. I mean, I don't know if they, like, limited how many people were allowed mm-hmm. to come but i mean even even if they did i mean there was still you know quite a bit of you know people or you know decent crowd out there so it was it was unique um but uh yeah it was, it was a fun time but yeah ultimately the the young guns just couldn't then, uh, couldn't o- be stopped over two and a half million dollars raised for hurricane relief I right mean, that that was why we did the whole thing in there they did the whole thing anyway but, right uh, right yeah you know like they said like uh brain said tiger did look a little rusty but they said his uh, trash talk was up to par. So <laughs> yeah, I'd like to hear kind of some of the behind the scenes stuff on right, that. But, right, uh, right. No, I think I think all four guys had a good time. You know, it was Woods' third time playing in the match, and JT and Spieth and uh, Rory. It was all their first time. So mm-hmm. yep. hopefully, you know, these are guys that'll come back again, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, whether they play with amateurs next time or. Yeah. you know they figure out a different format but right. uh, definitely entertaining entertaining tv right and then uh you know woods and spieth and thomas are actually going to be teeing it up this week to play in that uh pnc championship where it's kind of the the father son or you know kind of the child you know parent event or you know whatever that they have so obviously you know tiger and then his and his son charlie are going to be playing in that but uh you know, Spieth, second last year behind uh, Daly, John Daly, right? Boy last yep. Year. So, but Spieth and Thomas will also be, you know, competing in, in that oh, as cool. well. So, cool. uh, you know, the one from this group that won't be there will be is is Rory. But uh, so, yeah, they're they're not, you know, still got lots of golf, you know, ahead, and you know, the season is just just around the Get corner. So, yeah. um, you know, kind of a kind of a tune up and see where they're at, but also kind of a relaxed way to kind of ease into the season as well. Right. So, we'll see see what they do then you know coming up here in the you know the upcoming season so all right. well uh let's recap the heisman voting from uh last week um you know we I, as this panel predicted uh caleb williams was your runaway winner i don't think that was any surprise to anyone mm-hmm. um, you know i was right on two counts i picked i picked a quarterback right. i knew a quarterback <laughs> right yeah couldn't, couldn't go wrong there. couldn't go wrong there and then uh yeah like we all agreed on um you know, Caleb Williams from USC got brought home the trope, the Heisman Trophy. So, uh, mm-hmm. Matt, tell me what you thought. Is this did it go the way? I mean, it went the way we said. Did it go right. the way it should have? Uh, yeah, I mean, he, I think Caleb Williams had had the best stats. Mm-hmm. I, sometimes I don't know that they fully take into effect. You know, the, the teams you're playing and the stats the other guys put up against those, that same competition, you know, yeah, right. I, I think that that makes a big difference in the overall stat total, but you know, Caleb Williams had a great season. He, he, he deserved did. all the credit. And, you know, I, I kind of loved his acceptance speech because he told the other three guys, well, you know, I'm up here winning the Heisman, but you three pl- are playing for the whole thing. <laughs> right. So, right. So, yeah, you kind of bittersweet yeah. for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, and I, I think, you know, not only kudos to Caleb Williams, but now you got to give kudos to, to Lincoln Riley. This is now his third Heisman QB. He's mm. coached, you know, in his short amount of time that he's been a, been a head coach. Um, and, and it's crazy to think that all three that have won it, you know, under Riley, they all were transfers, um, yeah. were, you know, wow. were transfer QB. So that's even, you know, crazier to think about that. Yeah. A guy that comes in fresh. He's, he's the new QB whisperer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he's had that, you know, because of this, you know, somewhat had that, um, already as kind of the stigma or whatever, kind of but, uh, yeah. you know, just keep solidifying or adding on to it, you know, yeah. with this Caleb Williams, uh, you know, victory, um, in the, in the Heisman race, but, uh, you know, uh, again, you know, 19th QB to win it in the, just a decade, you know, the two thousands, you know, since right. the two thousands, the 19th QB to, to win this award, two years, yeah, yeah. 22, 23 years. So, you know, it, it's, it's only been four guys in the past 23 years non-QB that have won you know won the Heisman so it's it's becoming yeah somewhat I, I don't even know if you can call it the Heisman it, it should be the QB, the QB, QB award, award. Right. yeah but they QB. give out an award for the right. best QB and right what's what's I, I find strange sometimes is it's not always the yeah. same guy right yeah yeah, yeah so, exactly it's, you know, you get a quarterback that 
that wins the uh, quarterback of the year award, but then a different quarterback wins the Heisman. I right. don't know. That, that's kind of odd. To yeah, me. I don't know. Sometimes they, they do that as a, like a quarterback, a true passing quarterback, <laughs> where the, the Heisman's usually the passer, runner, hybrid. <laughs> and, and Caleb does fit that mold. Up, you know, yeah. Caleb Williams right. is that dual threat yeah. quarterback. Absolutely. What would uh, you think, Bray? Yeah, I thought Caleb Williams by far. I mean, he was the easy choice as Heisman. He had the Heisman moments, and he had the flashy plays and everything, and but – I don't know. I kind of questioned some of the voting and because Blake Corum the whole year, he seemed like he was, should have been at least a top five right. rate and comes in at seventh in the polls. So right. yeah. I kind of questioned about some of their antics behind it, but overall, I mean, I definitely agree with but, you. You know, I don't know about that. With Corum had a great season. Don't get me wrong. And he was hyped all year long, but in the big 10, there were two running backs who had more yards than yeah. he did mm-hmm. on the season and more right. touchdowns. So, you know, he, wasn't even the best running back in the country. He, no, I'm, I'm not saying he didn't have a great season. He didn't deserve mm-hmm. to be in the discussion. But, you know, if you're talking running backs, I think some of those other guys should have possibly been in the discussion too as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think what hurt them again is, is you know, not only did Quorum have like a, you know, a good, a great season or, you know, whatever, but he was also on a, on a good team. You know, some right. of those other running backs, yeah, they were, they were great or, you know, whatever, but I, whether it's right or wrong, they also take in, you know, team success as well, you know, in, in, into consideration. And yeah, a couple of those other, you know, guys in, in the big 10, yeah, they had, you know, great years and, you know, statistically probably better than Quorum or, you know, right around there, but, right. their, but teams, their teams, didn't you know, didn't have together. the same success or, you know, yeah. whatever, didn't get those big moment, you know, yeah. opportunities right. like Quorum did. But I think ultimately, obviously that the health, him not being able to play the last, you know, two, three games of the season that really just, just oh, hurt, yeah. um, you know, you think and, if, 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 uh, Corum plays, uh, you know, against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, if he has the game Edwards had, I think, yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's probably, definitely in the conversation. He's he probably top three. I don't three. think he yeah. would have won, but right. does he get on the stage? Yeah, he's at least invited. Yeah, I think he's top to, three or four, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's and at least then, he's at least present in New York. Which yeah. it would have been nice to see something. Be, not just because I'm a Michigan fan, but just to see <laughs> something in there besides a quarterback, right? Yeah. And then, I mean, had Stroud won that Michigan game, is Stroud would he? Yeah, right. I mean, walks away with him, right? I think so too i mean if ohio state beats michigan and cj put up the numbers like he had you know all season i mm-hmm. think he he would definitely i don't know if he would have you know but uh, that have been a tough that would yeah. have been a tough call not it would have been a him. lot closer maybe maybe, maybe he doesn't win but it, it's the voting is a lot closer yeah, than what we see so. you know yeah. what we see here um and, and yeah. just you know for curiosity's sake you know when it comes to the voting so the way the voting works is there's 870 media members that mm-hmm. vote on it yeah. and then an additional you know, the living Heisman or the, you know, the Heisman voters that are still, you know, still living, they each get, you know, their ballot to, to vote. And then there's one nationwide fan vote, which I found interesting that actually the nationwide fan vote winner was actually Hendon Hooker, yeah. who and came in fifth place, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. was, yeah. and so I was like, and he had a great season. Yeah, I very mean, good. I think the kid should have been in. I right. think he should have been yeah. on the stage. Right, I really right. Do. Yeah. Uh, but I just, yeah, found it very interesting that, yeah, none of the top four guys or whatever were, the, the, were, the, were the, the fan vote. vote. Fan you know, vote. I, I just, you know, I don't know what people were thinking or, you know, yeah. whatever. And, and I think same as Corum, if he hadn't have gotten injured, you know, mm-hmm. in, you know, with his injury, I think he probably would have been invited or been on that, you know, on yeah. that stage with those guys, but obviously, you know, catastrophic injury for him. It yeah. just took away from the opportunities, the, the stats and, you know, yeah. whatever. Or you know, I think it helps to be somewhat of a flashy guy too, to, yeah. to really oh, get yeah, you out there definitely. where I, I think Caleb Williams of the four that were there, yeah. he, he's the guy who kind of showcases he's himself. He's making the top and, 10 on sports. And, yeah, Center. He's, yeah. He, he's getting he scrambles, you know, the other three are kind of more kind of laid back, take mm-hmm. the game. Yeah, that and, and that's another question. If TCU winds up winning their conference championship, yeah, I said that last does, week. does, you know, Dugan get, Right. I uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't. More, more of a, a little change. closer. Yeah. yeah. I think it's definitely closer. Once again, I, I just don't so, think. I say a lot of these votes are actually in before that game even happened. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so I mean, yeah, I, I think it's closer, or maybe you know, makes them think about it a little bit more if if that was the opportunity, or you know, and I, and I think that that kind of it, it hurts and it helps in a way. I think that they should say like, here's the deadline, or you know, here like you can only vote after this. Like you can only start your vote after this point. Like right. they need to. It can't be like, oh, I'm going to vote now, but then, you know, half of them get to vote after, you know, right. what I, like, yeah, like every, you, you, everybody should be, be looking at the same body of work. Right, right. Yeah. So, like, yeah. if, if they want to consider the conference championship games, then you vote, you know, like after. the Sunday or, you know, whatever after or, 
you know, whatever the case might be, or you don't want to consider that, then you vote, you know, the, yeah. the Friday before, you know, whatever right. it might yeah. be. As soon as the regular season's over. Right. Or you vote or, you know, whatever. So I think, yeah, they, in my opinion, they should, you know, make that more consistent so that it's, yeah, not half of them are voting before the conference mm-hmm. after. I, I just think you get probably a little bit more fluctuation in that, but, yeah, right. um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, yeah, Caleb Williams, you know, dominated, you know, won by over 800 yeah. points, you yeah, know, yeah, whatever. So yeah. <clears throat> so he's taking home the, Taking home the trophy, but you know, ultimately, I think would have you know wanted to play for you know. Yeah, they could get that trophy back to (laughs) get that last win and get in the top four, keep their top four ranking. Yeah. All right, very good. All right, moving on now to the World Cup. We're down to the final two teams. You know, late this afternoon, uh, France got a two to nothing win over the Cinderella team from Morocco. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, and Argentina beat Croatia yesterday, three zero. I think, you know, these were the kind of the two favorites, I thought, sent after Brazil got knocked out, mm-hmm. you know, I think these are in Argentina's, or I mean, France is a uh, defending, defending champion. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think um, these were the two favorites that once Brazil was out of the running that, I, you know, everybody expected, mm-hmm. you know, how they got there or whatever. But, uh, you know, France scored five minutes in today against Morocco and, you know, never really Morocco never really uh had a chance. Never really had a chance, didn't get the shots on goal that mm-hmm. they needed and, mm-hmm. and so forth. But uh, you know, Sunday the eighteenth uh, is that final match between Argentina and France. So probably, you know, two of the three best deserving teams or favorite teams in that World Cup championship. Yeah. Yeah, they're actually n- number three and four in in the FIFA FIFA <laughs> standings yeah. for the for their countries. So yeah. and yeah the Two of the top four teams in the country facing off for the World Cup. Yeah, That's, it's going to be an exciting. I don't matchup. think they could have asked for anything yeah. better other than you know one and two going against each yeah. other. I mean, this is the next best thing, but probably mm-hmm. the two best teams overall. Because I mean, at times, I mean, Belgium that was number two team, they didn't even make it out of group play, and right. then Brazil never really looked like the Brazilian mm-hmm. team we're used they to didn't. you know they really used to didn't. see, and so. I think they got it right, or this played out the way I think right. you know the World Cup wanted it to play out because yeah. these are the two. Not only are they the two, you know, top teams, but they're also the teams Playing that have played right like now. the best, you know, this whole, you know, whole period. Yeah. So, and then you know, you got Croatia who's twelve and Morocco who's twenty-two in the in the FIFA World right. Cup in the standing. So, you know, it was it was nice to see some parity. And, yeah, sure, absolutely. You know, it not it wasn't just one through four making it right. Yeah, so that, that's that's pretty cool and. You know, Morocco and Croatia, they're kind of playing on house money. Yeah. I remember Colton, when we first started talking about this, on, on what each place was taking home and, right. and winning. Right. And, you know, the, these two countries can't be more more elated than they are right now. <laughs> and which, I mean, they'll still get the opportunity to, you know, increase or decrease yeah. their, you know, but amount. They'll play for third, 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 play for third place. Yeah. So, I mean, they still got, you know, some skin in the game or whatever. Um, so, but yeah, ultimately it, it was nice to see. There was, you know, surprisingly a lot of parity yeah. in this, not just in this you know, round of 16 or, you know, the 16 teams, but even in group play, you saw quite a bit of teams knock off, you know, some top teams. They didn't ultimately advance, but they won some games against some top teams that, you know, just were not expecting. And and even in this World Cup in general, I mean, if you look back on it, Argentina, their very first game, they lost two to one to Saudi Arabia. And no, nobody saw that coming. Um, And you thought at that point, Argentina ain't going to make it out of group play. They're not even going to, you know, be in the final 16 at this point. Uh, Right. But they, they, you know, have since then, you know, since that, you know, ugly loss, they, they have come back with, with a vengeance and have looked, looked pretty, pretty dominant in this one. But Vegas has France currently slight, just ever so slightly favored in in this one. So they, they expect, you know, pretty, pretty even match. And and I think so too. Um, These, these two teams actually squared off in the previous world cup, it wasn't, obviously wasn't in the final. It was, you know, a couple of rounds before that France obviously beat Argentina four, four to three in that, in that game. Wow. So, um, you know, a lot of high scoring. I mean, you don't really see four to yeah. three in, in most games. So especially in world cup play. Right. Right. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what the, what the final final looks like. But uh, yeah, I think these two teams are, you know, the two hottest teams right now. So, Braden, what, what do you think? Yeah, and I'll just add on to that. I think it's awesome for Messi, though. This is one final chance, basically, right. to get his World Cup that he's yet to win right. That's so the, far. The yeah. final check mark on his historic yeah. career. Yeah, and at 35 years old, it's just crazy to see he's actually, like, contributing to a winning team. Right. Like, he's actually Absolutely. making big plays out there and assist, mm-hmm. yeah, to knock help off his, great other – Help his team out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you can't help but root for him right now. Sure. Right, yeah, yeah, to get that get – that, 
illustrious, you know, World Cup, you know, championship that, you know, like you said, has evaded, evaded him, him you know, his whole career. Yeah. And I mean, this will probably, I think he already has said this will be his last, yeah. you know, last World Cup that he plays or whatever. So, yeah, because it's every two years. So now you're, you're every four, years. every four every years. Four, four years, years. Yeah. Four years. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. It, it's, he's getting see- up. I don't Getting see a up guy there in age here 39, right? 39, no. 40 years old. Yeah, and he's know. one of those athletes you just got to sit back and just take Admire, in while he's still yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but who do you who do you like? Who who do you who do you guys think? I got to go with the defending champs. I think France is going to repeat. Okay. Yeah, I think France is going to win, but I'm rooting for Argentina all the way. Yeah, yeah I, I think France having that experience they were there last year, and you know they just play, they played really well today. All right. They, you know, yeah, they out, did. So. They and they've looked you know they've looked good, but. Ultimately, guys, I think I'm, I'm going to be the lone, the lone wolf go. here. I think I'm going to take, I'm going to take Argentina in this All one. Right. I think Messi, he's a man on a mission right yep. now. I, I think you know it, it's, it's going to be fun, exciting, you know, exciting soccer. Um, and you know, early morning on on Sunday. I mean, there's not a whole lot else going on, so you might as well, <laughs> might as well tune in. Yeah, yeah, flip the tube on and, and, and check it out. Um, before you know the tune NFL. Tune in while you're tuning up for the NFL. Right. Yeah. Amen. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I, I like Argentina in this one. You know, slight underdogs. I mean, I think they get it done. But I think it could be could be you know some fireworks in this in this game. So Definitely. hey, uh, before we go to commercial break, um, we want to give a you know condolences to Mike Leach's family, not you know his immediate family and and the family at Mississippi State. You know it was sad young guy, sixty one years old. Mm-hmm. You know to see him pass away, a great coach that kind of has revolutionized you know the offense and in, in college college football just. Uh, just a real quick note, you know, to pass on condolences for the board here. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yep. All right, so we're going to take a commercial break. Um, stick with us. We'll be right back. This podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host Fired Up. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbean at www.podbean.com and use the code PODCAST21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check it out. And we're back. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh going to get into some MLB talk. Um, you know, it's a little tough for me to talk about baseball when it's 34 degrees outside, <laughs> you know, but uh, you here know, we are. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> so, you know, we had a lot of uh, signings um, and it's been a, a lucrative, I'll say, for the players so far. Uh, you know, 22 of the top 50 free agents have already signed mm-hmm. and um, what was predicted they're getting 14% more than what was expected going in Mm -hmm. and their contracts are for two to four years longer than what was expected. So, you know, it's, uh, if you're the players, your dollar signs are loving it, you know? So, so to me, you know, really the winners are the players, right? right Ultimately. Yeah. But uh, I'll do, I'll do a little better than that. Um, my big winner, Aaron judge. (laughs) I mean, you know, he he turned out, yeah, yeah, right. He turned down a seven year extension. $213 213 million, seven year, $213 million extension. You're thinking, what in the heck? And, who turned- <laughs> and that was last year. Yeah. That yeah, was like yeah, last yeah, off season. Yeah. A lot, you know, when they, the last thought, that was their last offer from the Yankees. Right. He turned it down. You know, who walks away from $30 exactly. million dollars a year and bets on himself? And bets on, well, you know, his bet paid off. Right, he just absolutely. got re signed by the Yankees for nine years, yeah. $360 million. Right. And even had, bigger offers on the table yeah, bigger so, offers. so yeah. so he's my big winner for an individual my big winner the yankees mm-hmm. even though you know they're paying 40 million dollars to this guy he is the face of the yankees right. i mean yeah. you, you, and I, I hate the yankees <laughs> i'm not a yankees fan yeah. by any stretch right. but they always have that guy yeah you know that guy that's the face and pinstripes that he has that swagger and he you know the 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 opposing pitchers just hate to see him in the on deck circle you know it's like and, and he's and, an opposing figure cuz he's 6 foot 7 or whatever yeah, he is i mean 280 you're right he looks like yeah, an so nfl linebacker i guess you know to me that that that's just um it was dual winners you know aaron judge 
you know, and I'll, and I'll give you a little bit more when we talk about losers, but, um, um, you know, just hats off to him, you know, and like mm -hmm. I said, I'm not a Yankees fan by any stretch, but I got to give, I got to give yeah. winners to Aaron judge. And I mean, the yeah, I, 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 you always got to give props to a guy that bets, bets on himself or willing and, to, you know, you know, and, and, and it pays, I mean, he had his best season and, and, and not just best season him, but best season, maybe an ML, you know, one of the top seasons. It's, in MLB it's hard history. to believe he's already been in the league for seven years. Right. right yeah. You know, that, it just seems like he just came in like Yesterday. two years ago. Yeah, or whatever, yeah but, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta agree there, Matt. What, what, what do you think? Yeah. I'm, I'm with Rob hundred percent on the winning player being an Aaron judge with that nine year, $360 million contract. <laughs> right. I mean, wow. Mm -hmm. the, the, the big, the biggest free agent contract in the history of the league. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yep. You know, that, that's pretty amazing, but right. I, I'm going to go a little different on the winning team. Okay. I, I'm going with the Philadelphia Phillies. They, right. they just went to the World Series, and right. they just got better on the offensive side. They mm -hmm. signed shortstop Trey Turner, yep. add to an already very good offensive lineup. Mm -hmm. They can keep pounding away at that baseball. They, they can find themselves right back in the World Series next year. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I like it. Yep. Braden, what you got? Yep, for my big winner, I'm going to go with Carlos Correa. Everybody knew going in he was going to get a fat contract, but yep. seeing that he inked one with the Giants, I mean, heck. That, I'm, you got to pay stud players yeah. like that. Like yeah. you can't turn down They're thirteen years, three hundred and some odd million. Fifty, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of money being spent in the city of New York. Right, oh, it, it, it's crazy to think that you know, that you know, because when we talk like big extensions, like in the NFL and the NBA, it's like you know three or four years or you know whatever. But you look right. at these baseball, nine, it's like 13. nine, ten, eleven. You know yeah. what? It's it, it's odd to see, but I mean that's just how baseball goes. Like, your body can play baseball. Right, right. Long and, and I'm yeah. always interested, you know, I'd have to look at, like, how long do these guys go in? Like, how long do they really truly stay for that 11 years? Are they right. truly on that team for all 11 years? My guess is probably they make it probably about 50%, you know, yeah. about halfway. And then, right. you know, you get bought out. Right, and, get, get yeah. traded or, you know, the team starts to take a downturn. So they're unloading contracts right. or, you know, whatever. But. Yeah, it's just crazy to think that the distinguishing between like NBA and you know the NFL right. and, and the MLB, where it's yeah, like they're signing these guys to decades at right. this point. Like so, but uh, you know, for me, you know, the big the big winner, you know, different different New York team. I, I got the New York Mets as as the big winner. They did lose, you know, pitchers, you know, Jacob Degrom and and Taiwan uh, Taiwan Walker, but in replacement of those two, they went out and signed Justin Verlander, who was probably the hottest free agent or, you know, the biggest free agent on the, on the market. Yeah. I, I would have to say at the same time, he's 40 years old or, you know, uh, you know, past 40 years old, how long can he keep, keep doing it? But at this point, no signs of slowing down. Right. Though. But yeah, he, he hasn't shown, you know, any signs, but you, you, you have to say, when is it going to happen? And when does he, you know, the, the cliff, the cliff, you know, whatever. Cause it I'm usually is say, if you can have DeGrom or you can have Verlander, right. who you taking right now? Right. I mean, DeGrom, obviously a lot, lot younger, you know, obviously up and comer, you know, has been solid pitcher. I mean, yeah, you probably could look at it and say, yeah, I'm taking DeGrom because you're probably yeah. going to get five, ten more, years more out years yeah. out of him or whatever. But I just think at the moment, you know, hottest, you know, this New York Mets team, at least, you know, the way it looks like they're, they're putting, all their eggs in one basket. Yeah. They're willing to throw out whatever money they have to do. It's, it's kind of win the world series or bust mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I think that they're, they're really looking in the, in the short term, you know, right. and at the, at this moment, you know, Justin Verlander is, is the hottest, you know, pitcher out there despite his age, despite, you know, anything, mm -hmm. he, he's the hottest, you know, prospect, you know, when it comes to the, the pitching market, but they also then added, you know, Jose Quintana who, mm -hmm. you know, pitched 32 games for the pirates and the Cardinals last year. And, had about a 2.7 ERA. So, you know, looking at their starting rotation. He looked good in the playoffs. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And uh, looking at the starting rotation for, for the Mets, you also got to remember the Mets have Max Scherzer on their, in their mm -hmm. rotation as well. So you could probably, at the moment, Max Scherzer maybe is your ace, but Verlander certainly could be. So you got one, two, Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. You back that up. Then you got three, probably Jose Quintana. Mm -hmm. Behind him at four, you got Carlos Carrasco, who pitched a heck of a season last year mm -hmm. and yeah. has had some good seasons with Cleveland. And then the fifth spot, you know, is, is kind of open or, you know, to be, you know, to be debated of, you know, who will take that final spot. But and there's still plenty of free agents out there. Right. One through four. I mean, that's a pretty, that's pretty, pretty solid, solid, solid lineup yeah. there. So for me, yeah, it's, it's the other New York team that comes out, you know, comes out the winner after, you know, this early MLB free agency period. But uh, we'll see if that translates, you know, 
spending big money doesn't always translate to wins. And, you know, right, the Mets, the Mets fell on their face. I mean, they, they were the best team in baseball last year and, and didn't even make it, you know, out of the first round in, in the playoffs. So Crazy. we'll see what, you know, see what yeah. they can do now. All right, who you got for your big losers? You know, I'll, I'll take a stab at this one. So for me, the losing team, I've got the Los Angeles Dodgers. They've lost a ton of free agents. Mm. They lost shortstop Trey Turner center fielder Cody Bellinger, starting pitcher Tyler Anderson, mm. and they've got possibly even more that are heading out of mm. town. Mm. I mean, for a team that's been one of the best in the league for many years in a row, mm. I mean, they're, they're letting it all go. It's <laughs> like it's like they're tearing the whole thing apart, so right. I, I don't know what to make from it. Mm-hmm. it. You know, if you want to talk about a losing player, say the losing player is all the remaining top free agents because, mm. you know, the teams that were spending – they spent. Mm-hmm. I think the ones that now everybody's signed, looking for a bargain. They're looking for a deal, yeah, right? So yeah. I, I think these, these remaining guys aren't going to get the contracts yeah. that I think they're they're looking for and wanting. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Braden, what you got? Uh, for my loser, I'd have to go with the Twins to go along with Carlos Correa because now you lost your best player. They were right around five hundred last year, so they're mm-hmm. not an awful squad. But now there's really they have a ton of cap space or not cap space. They have a ton of money to spend and right. no one to spend it on right, right now. <laughs> all, all the all the you know top players are already exactly. scooped up. Yeah, so there's really not much left. But they do have a ton of money to spend. So it'll be interesting to see what, what uh, they route do. they ready to go down. Yeah, right. absolutely. Well, I, my biggest loser is a different different uh, NL West team, and that's the that's the San Diego Padres. Um, you know, it's rumored that they were offering big money to both. Uh, Aaron Judge and Trey Turner actually offered more money than what they actually signed for with the different teams that they signed for mm. and struck out, you know, with both Aaron Judge and Trey Turner. Um, and, and you know, because of the Dodgers and, you know, the history, you know, the history of them being so good and so dominant in that, you know, in that NL West, the Padres got to, you know, if they want to stay relevant, you got to keep, you know, competing because we know the Dodgers they they unload, reload, you know, whatever. They haven't done it as much this free agency, but we still got a long ways before baseball starts back up again. And oh, yeah. and the Dodgers did just sign. Um, it was it came in literally like an hour or so before the show. They they signed starting pitcher Noah Cindergarten to oh, to their starting rotation. Yeah. So he's been you know solid player, you know solid pitcher. So that's that's a that's a key piece. But you know I, I think if you're the Padres, yeah, you would have you wanted to make a bigger splash or you know try to get another big, you know, big guy to add to, to Manny Machado there and, and, you know, stay relevant and competitive with, with the Dodgers, because, you know, the, the Dodgers have been so dominant in that, in that division, you're almost keeping up with the Joneses, if you will, in that, mm-hmm. in that, in that division. So I just think the Padres, you know, tried to hit it big with some of these big free agents and just, you know, struck, struck out. Yeah. And okay. I think that could, you know, possibly, you know, have some ramifications, you know, going into next year or so. Well, you know, I picked uh, the, my winning team as the the winner in free agency team it was the Yankees and the players to judge. My loser, everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, really. I know. Yeah, it was, it was Judge Sweepstakes. Everybody know, was I after mean, him. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was after him. They didn't get him. He gets three hundred sixty million. Mm-hmm. So nobody else is going to get that kind of money. Right. Exactly. And for like again for the Yankees they just got this guy like Colton said he bet on himself mm-hmm. you know he, he had 131 RBIs this year mm-hmm. his his batting average was what 27 points higher than his career average so far mm-hmm. and hit the most home runs in the non-steroid era mm-hmm. you know yeah. so broke the Nat- American League home run record of Roger Maris's at 62 mm-hmm. i mean everybody else is a loser in this thing this guy you know, to, to kind of piggyback on what Matt said, it's like you know, everybody else out there now is looking for a bargain. So nobody's going to get nobody else is going to get the kind of money that he got. So all these other free agents lost out on this and everybody was trying to get Aaron Judge and the Yankees kept him. And right. like I said, he's going to be that face of that franchise, that 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 swagger and pinstripes, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, that, that's my take on it. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. So like Colton said, you know, we got a week or so off here on uh, college football. So we're going to do a little college basketball. And Colton picked out all uh, top 20 teams for us going up against each other this week. So, uh, you know, this is going to be this is going to be a tough, tough week. Tough one to get us tough rolling right here. <laughs> I'll tell you what. First one I got written down is um, uh, number 14, Indiana. At eight and two, going into Kansas at eight and one, or at ranked number eight at nine and one. So, um, you know the stats on these two teams. When I looked at them, they're real similar. Mm-hmm. Um, Indiana shoots a little better percentage from the field. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they've played two ranked teams so far this year and Arizona lost to Arizona. They beat uh, North Carolina who what's that? What happened to North Carolina? I mean, they, yeah, well, with all well, the expectations that came into this year. Yeah. Right. I mean, they got that all those returning stuff. I mean, their whole just, team came back pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they did start real slow last year too. Maybe that's just the makeup of this team. Some, yeah. I don't know. That, that That's kind of scary. You know, you got to be a little concerned. I right. think mm-hmm. if you're a Dario fan right now, but anyway, you know, Kansas, they, they beat number seven Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but they lost a, a 20, a 22, 22nd ranked Tennessee team, and they only scored 50 points in that game. They mm-hmm. got out rebounded 45 to 27. They only shot 24% from beyond the arc and only 32% from the field in that mm-hmm. game. So, um, you know, and, and Tennessee will get after you on defense. So, mm-hmm. yeah. to me, this is a tough game to call, but. I got to give uh, Bill Self's team just a slight edge here, mm-hmm. yep. uh, even though I think Indiana's defense is going to give them a little bit of trouble. Right. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm with Rob. I agree. This is going to be a, a heck of a ball game. And, you know, I, I think Kansas, so they, they spread it around a little bit better. They play a little better team ball. And I, I think having that home court advantage, this one gives them a slight edge. Kansas is going to take a close one. Yeah, right. absolutely. Okay, yeah. I'll, I don't know. I might play the other side. All I've, right. Big Ten basketball this year, I think it's one of the best conferences out there right, right. now. And, Trace Dax, Jackson Davis, one of the best players I've watched in recent memory from yeah. Indiana. I mean, the dude can do it all. He can shoot from the outside, inside. He's a monster, and he's a he's an absolute dog on the rebound. I mean, mm-hmm. heck, he's 8.4 boards a game. Yep. And, I mean, Indiana's – this is a bounce-back game from them. They lost a uh, – it was it was close for the, mm-hmm. the most part against Arizona, but right. – I think they're they're bouncing back. They're going to knock off Kansas. You better not let your Buckeye buddies hear you saying. No kidding. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little side note, uh, Braden. You know, he's attending OSU, and he also has him a gig where he's uh, helping out with the basketball team. He gets to see some behind the scenes stuff. Braden, kind of give us a rundown of what they get, what what they got you doing. Yeah, so I'm a uh, student manager for the Ohio State men's basketball team. So. Every day I have I go to classes, get done, go to practice for three hours with them, and then I'm basically I'm everything. I, I do a little bit of everything with them, anything those guys need, help set up practice, uh, make sure everything's running smoothly for them, uh, just basically prep everything, like ev- literally anything and everything you can guess. But yeah. Definitely shout out to all the managers out there that uh, are sweating it through there because I, I know you're paying now. You're right, yeah, absolutely. Tough, tough job. Oh, yeah. definitely, yeah. yes. Yeah, very good. Well, like, I, that's that's I, an awesome opportunity for you, Brady. You know, you I, get to see a lot of, a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, of course. so my, my pick, I, I'm, I'm going rock chalk Jayhawk on this one. All right. I mean, uh, playing at home, I mean, I, I think if this game was a neutral site game, I think we're talking, you know, we're talking something totally different here. But playing at Allen Fieldhouse, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that place is, you know, historic beyond, you know, measure. And that place is going to be going to be rocking. I, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the Jayhawks get it done. They got to stud themselves at the forward position in Jalen Wilson, who's averaging over 22 points a game. The guy, you know, in an average, almost a double, double, he's just short of the rebounds. He got nine, nine rebounds, you know, per game as well. So I think they go as he goes, I expect them to have a, have a big game in, in, in this one and, and propel the Jayhawks to a victory. All right. Very good. Next on the slate, I got, uh, right now, number four, Alabama at nine and one. Playing the Zags, uh, ranked fifteenth at eight and three. You know the Zags are kind of, you know, they were the the preseason number one mm-hmm. and kind of held that yeah. that slot for a little while, probably longer than anybody else has to this point. You right. know, it's been kind of a kind of a carousel, carousel at the number one spot. But right. you know, I think everybody expected Gonzaga to be a little more dominant. Mm-hmm. I think at this at this time um, at this juncture, but uh, you know, Alabama's beat some has beaten some good teams this year. They beat number twelve. Michigan State, number one at the time, North Carolina in a four-overtime game, <laughs> and also knocked off number one, Houston, at that time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think Alabama obviously is pretty battle-tested. Gonzaga, eh, you know, they've played – they've lost to three-ranked teams. Mm-hmm. Lost to Texas, lost to Purdue, and lost to Baylor. Mm-hmm. They did beat a number four Kentucky team. But, uh, you know, I, I think kind of their Achilles heel is, you know, Drew Timmy for all the hype, you know, he only shoots 61% from the free throw line. Um, You know, you get after him, get, get him, uh, don't let him beat you. I mean, he's going to get his, he is a great player. Right. But uh, I got, I got to go with Alabama in this one, even though they're playing on the road. Well, it's actually going to be a neutral site. That's right. Yeah. I did see that part of a, I don't know, some kind of, you know, tournament or some kind of, you know, right. uh, Right. I I guess I do remember it is, it is somewhat of a home game for Alabama because, 
it's in Birmingham. It's okay. you know not you know not in Tuscaloosa, but you know is yeah, still in, still in the, the state Here's of Alabama. More reason for me to go go with the Tide here. Yeah, on this. yeah. You yeah. know, I just I've watched Gonzaga play a couple times this year, and I, I've really not been that all that. Impr- I thought I thought they would. They're good. They're a good team. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but I thought they would be better. Yeah, yeah. I, I think me and your dad are on the same page tonight because <laughs> Gonzaga they have those losses to Baylor, Texas, Purdue, and you know close wins against Michigan State, <laughs> North Carolina. You know they haven't been the dominant team we all thought they'd be. Mm-hmm. Obama's really been handling their business against what. Look, maybe a tougher schedule than Gonzaga's right, even had right. this far. Knocked off two number yeah. ones. I mean, I, I, I think Bama. They're they're more physical than Gonzaga. I think they're going to out physical the Zags, and I think Bama gets this thing done. All yeah. right. Well, I say, roll tide, fellas. Because oh, make it three yeah, in a row. Look, look at this one. Um, you know, if I look at the stats, I mean, Alabama's averaging almost sixteen offensive rebounds per game. I mean, that's that's a lot of second chance yeah, opportunities. That really is. And, and if you look at the Gonzaga team, you know, with the way they're built. You know, outside of Drew Timmy, they don't have a whole lot of whole lot they of don't. size. You know, they're, they're they're you know, and so if he gets in foul trouble or you know gets gets winded or gets tired or whatever, because Alabama you know likes to play kind of a more up tempo style offense. Yeah, right. I think the Zags could be in real trouble. You know, especially getting that many second chance opportunities that a lot of times are right under the bucket that you know mm-hmm. you just kind of put back or whatever. So. I think I think I think Gonzaga yeah. could could be on the be on the ropes early in this one. Yeah, I think point. yeah, we'll have the sweep then on this one because oh, I think wow. and I think Alabama they're going to come out on top. But I will say Drew Timmy is a stud over at he Gonzaga, yeah. oh, no doubt. and he's still averaging twenty points a game. So it yeah. will be. I think it's going to be a battle back and forth. But I think Alabama will pull out late. All right, all right, very good. Now uh, I got number five Houston at ten and one playing Kentucky, uh, Virginia. Virginia. I'm sorry, yeah. Mike. Can't even read my own writing. I got my notes all mixed up. <laughs> Virginia come in at number two at eight. No, they're you know they had a game that they that they didn't play because of the tragedy that happened on their campus. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you look at Houston's defense, only giving up forty nine points a game, averaging over nine steals a game. But to me, they're kind of an untested team, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've only played one ranked opponent, and that was Alabama, and they lost. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so you know, at, at that point in the season they had the number one ranking and and didn't hold it for long um you know and then you got virginia who's got two quality wins over number five baylor and number 19 illinois so i'm going with the cavaliers here i think i think they're going to get the win over houston and they will be we'll be playing at at home this is a home game for for virginia so houston is is going on the road in this one and yeah these two teams it might be the first one to 60 wins this wins (laughs) this game i mean with, with houston only you know giving up less than 50 points which is I mean, for college basketball is, is unheard of, but, is but, it, I mean, but is is it, it, does it truly mean anything right. because they haven't played anybody to, right. to really, you know, see that. But, you know, ultimately I, I think, I think Houston will pull it out, but I, I think it's going to be a, it could come down to a, a last second shot yeah. in this one, fellas. I, I think Houston's defense, I mean, they're only allowing opponents to shoot 32% from the field. We're talking two pointers, three pointers combined, 32%. Yeah. That, that, you know, limits a lot of, you know, what, what Virginia, I mean, and Virginia doesn't, they don't score the ball very well. You know, they, they don't have like that one guy that they can go to when they need a bucket. They, they do spread it around, mm-hmm. but they don't have that true guy. That's like, all right, in crunch time, we're giving it to this guy. Yeah. Cause he's going to score. It, it, it's going to be, you know, what, you know, what, what can they do in that, in that crunch time? And, so I think in a you know fifty fifty game, I, I like the Cougars to to get it done. Yeah, I, I'm right here with Rob again. These, right. these two teams on paper are close, but Virginia shoots the ball slightly better, turns the ball over just a little bit less, mm-hmm. and I think in a close close contest like this, those extra possessions not turning the ball over mm-hmm. is going to be enough for Virginia to get a close one. All right. Yeah, I'll play devil's advocate though. I think Houston. I've I watched them against Alabama. They are super lengthy and they can shoot well from the outside. I will say though, Virginia plays super slow. So uh, this game, it's going to be a war throughout the entire thing. Right. Slow. It's going to be a defensive masterpiece. But I think, I think Houston honestly will get them on this All one. All right, we're split on that one. Now. Yep. All right. Um, now we got, uh, you know, UCLA uh, playing Kentucky. You know, two of the more storied programs in all yep. of yeah, and all of college basketball with the history. You know, of those two teams. Um, UCLA's coming in at eight and two. Kentucky seven and two. Um, UCLA, you know, they played two ranked opponents back to back and lost them both. <laughs> um, they got a ranked opponent tonight. We'll see how they do tonight against a number twenty Maryland team. Okay. I think that's going to be a heck of a contest. Yeah, yeah. I really do. Um, yeah. You know, Kentucky's coming in. I, I like I like Kentucky in this game. Um, they're uh, six more uh, rebounds a game than what UCLA is getting. 
and over two and a half more blocks per game. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Kentucky's maybe a little bit untested. The only the only you know ranked opponent that they played has been Gonzaga, and they did lose to them. But mm-hmm. uh, I like Kentucky in this one to to get the Bruins. Well, yeah. I'll say finally Rob's out of my head because I'm going the different way <laughs> here. Right. I'm going I'm going UCLA on this one. These two teams have a similar record, similar stats. But uh, so I, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to come down to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. UCLA shoots slightly better from the line. The steal a couple extra points here mm-hmm. going to make the difference. All right. Yeah. This this one. I just fun. like the way Kentucky plays around the rim. Yeah. I think that's why I'm giving him the edge. Yeah, absolutely. And this one's going to be under the uh, bright lights of Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. So, the, yep. you know, they're, they're uh, you know, neutral site game and, you know, big, big environment, you know, packed, packed house. But, uh, you know, obviously UCLA making the, the long trip over from, from the West Coast. But, uh, you know, I, I think in this, in this one, UCLA does not shoot the ball very well from, from, from outside. I mean, unless it's a layup, they, they don't shoot very, very well. And, and you know, let's not forget – Kentucky has that big man there in Oscar Sheebway still, Sheebway. you know, still yeah. clogging up the paint, doing He's what he beast. doing what he does. I, I think that UCLA is just going to have a tough time, you know, finding those two point, you know, easy two point opportunities. Uh, I think I think Sheebway's the, the difference in this one. I like the the Wildcats to get it. I, I think you got to go right after him right. and get try to get him in some foul trouble, yeah. and I, I think that could t- turn that, the game over. Yeah. yeah, I'll go with Matt then on this one because I think UCLA is they have one of the best point guards. I think in the whole they have Tiger Campbell. He is one of the cleanest. He, he is a true point guard though. Mm-hmm. And with him, I think that he—I mean—he break breaks down defenses. I love him, watching him, and then him paired with Hami Hawkes. I know he's not great shooting from outside, but I mean, he's still a lengthy wing. I—I I don't know. I'd some saying UCLA, and I'm gonna go with. And that. and you know, UCLA only turns the ball over ten times a yep. game. That's that's you know pretty pretty good. They're they're a guard heavy team that really takes care of the ball. Definitely. So you know, Kentucky's definitely gonna have to be on their toes when it comes to comes to the defense. So very good. Number five game, you know, here's a game where something's going to have to give. Right. Yep. Tennessee's defense has only given up 51 points a game. Mm-hmm. Arizona is scoring 92, 92. points a game. That's, that's like, almost NBA. Yeah, it's like NBA yeah. level. Yeah, so. so Arizona's coming in at 9-1. and one. Tennessee's coming in at 9-1. and one. Um, And, I mean, they play eight less minutes. In, yeah, in college. Right. So, I mean, yeah, if, give if, me those other eight minutes, and they're averaging, they're averaging the NBA. Yeah, today. they're in the NBA range. Then, so, so yeah, it's 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 odd. You know, they're shooting almost fifty five percent from the from the field. Yeah. That that is absolutely amazing. Right. But have they seen a defense like Tennessee's? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, Tennessee's coming in. They beat they beat a Kansas team. They only they only gave up fifty points. Mm-hmm. They beat number thirteen Maryland. Only gave up fifty three points. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's going to be good. Arizona has beat some good squads, though. They beat uh, San Diego State. They beat Creighton, uh, that was ranked tenth. They beat Indiana, that was fourteenth at the time. So, you know, I th- like I said, this is something uh, a game where something's going to have to give. But uh, you know, I'm a defensive minded guy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give this game to the Volunteers and that defense to shut down. Slow down Arizona just enough to win. Well, good. We're still still not on the same page then here because you know I'm going Arizona. T- Tennessee's only scoring 74 points a game, so yeah, their defense is playing great. They're going to have to hold Arizona 20 points under their average. That right. that, that that's playing uh, locked out unstoppable right, defense to right. hold a team 20 points. And under I think their at the same average. time, going to have to hope that Arizona makes some their own mistakes right. too on top. Yeah, because it's a lot to overcome. Mm-hmm. That, that Arizona offense is just right. ridiculous. I, I think they do enough to get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I got I got the Wildcats. Two two stats that jump out to me. You know, for for both teams. You know, Tennessee when it comes to that. You know, that solid defense that they have. They're only allowing teams to to shoot uh, to only make seventeen shots a game, seventeen Ooh. total shots a game. I mean, so your opportunity over they're averaging over eleven steals a game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Double digit steal, that's right. incredible. Yeah, so when when Arizona you know makes, I mean, they're going to have to make those shots count when they, when they get their get their opportunities right. because you may not get get very many of them, or you know, at least Tennessee up to this point has not allowed opponents to have that many. But then on the flip side, you look at Arizona. They're averaging almost 22 assists as a team per game, so they're they're spreading that ball. You know, 92 points. Everybody's getting that, involved in and that. That and makes the defense work. Yeah, when you're, and when, when you're, when you're you know ball. passing it side to side and moving the ball around, and you trust anybody to, to score, it, it makes it real tough on that defense. But yeah, ultimately, you know, Arizona's playing at home in this one. 
I think that's also another, you know, factor to consider this one. I like the Wildcats of Arizona to get it done in this one. All right, very good. I'll, I'll go with Rob on this one, though. I think that Tennessee, I mean, if you look at it, Kansas averaged 80 points a game, and they held them to 50. Mm-hmm. They played Maryland, who averaged 75. They held them to 53 and just won at Maryland. Mm-hmm. I think this well, team – it can be done. It, it can, can be, be done. done. Yeah. And their defense is very stout. They yeah. are very lengthy, rebound great. On every shot is contested. I think Tennessee will pull this out. All, All right. right, very good. That should be some good ball games to watch. I'll tell you. Good, good way a... to start to transition the season Absolutely. for us. Absolutely. <laughs> so, well, that's our show for tonight, man. It was good to be back here and have four of us back here again. Yep. You know, uh, in in the studio. Thanks for for making it out, Braden. Hopefully, you can come back soon. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yep. So, uh, Colton, you want to do the honors? Yeah. Before I quickly, you know, sign us out here. Um, you know, I've been putting you know out on our social medias there. We we got a you know college football you know since college football is somewhat winding down we still got the plethora of of bowl games coming in here um so we got a little 43 games yeah right we got there. a little bit of a of a contest you know if you you go over on espn um you, you search for the group fired up podcast you can find our find our group there with we, free to join you know nothing you know nothing there anybody's welcome to join Whatever, if you don't know a single thing about college football, you still may have a Pick your favorite have, mascot. Yeah, have a good chance at, you know, winning because, you know, that's usually how it goes when it comes to sports. The, the people that think they know it, you know, know it. They usually the ones that do all. the worst. You find out how much you don't know. Right, yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, first bowl game is right around the corner. We're, you know, Friday, you know, Friday early morning, basically 1130 on Fridays when the first one kicks off. So Colton's alma mater. Yeah, alma mater, the, Red the, the Red Hawks getting it, getting it started, getting the bowl season down going the down in the Bahamas. So, you know, get those, get those picks in, um, you know, like you said, you can find the link and all the information, you know, on our different social medias. Um, so we'd, we'd love for you to join and there'll be a, be a prize for, you know, whoever comes in first place out of the, out of the group. And, you know, all the guys here will be, will be in that group. So you can, if nothing else, you can see how you do against the, "Quote unquote experts." Yeah. Um, so yeah. we'll, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll you know see see how you do. But yeah, we we we'd love for you to join and and, and be a part of the, the the fun. So I'll sign you out here. Uh, thanks for listening to your to fire it up with your host Colton Cal, Chief Rob Cal, <clears throat> the kid Braden Boy, <laughs> Matt kid. Cordes. We uh, hope you enjoyed our episode this week. And like I said, if you want to hear other you know other topics for future episodes, or if you just got a burning sports question you want to hear us talk about on the on the show. Uh, like I said, we got a couple couple social medias. You can find us on Instagram at uh, Fired Up underscore Podcast, or you can search for us on Facebook if you search for Fired Up comma Sports Podcast. And as always, you can head over to our website at www.firedup1.podbean.com, where you can find all of our past episodes and even find this episode posted on there, and you know some links and just a little bit of uh, information about about the show. And you can find our show pretty much any podcast platform that you you know can find podcasts you know Apple Google Spotify Pandora anywhere anywhere there's a there's a podcast you can find our you know p- find our show so appreciate y'all listening and as always stay, stay fired, fired up, up.